Well, hello there, everyone. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Um, <laughs> it is Saturday, December 23rd. We are on the eve of Christmas Eve. And so we are here to talk about AEW Collision. And this is one that was definitely a can't miss. I know that I didn't do the last two AEW Collision reviews, but I'm back. Don't worry. I'm good to go. Um, but this was definitely a can't miss episode of AEW Collision because not only did we have the return match for Thunder Rosa, but we also would go on to find out who is moving on from the Blue League in the uh, AEW Continental Classic. And so now we got some updated standings on where we're at for the AEW Continental Classic, and we are getting closer and closer to AEW World's End. So we are definitely making our way there. So I can't wait to break down today's show. Before we get started, just a friendly reminder to everybody here, if you're listening on the audio version, please do not forget to leave a review if you guys enjoy this podcast, any of my other podcast interviews, you are more than welcome to leave a review at any point on Spotify or Apple Pods. And if you are watching on YouTube, please do not forget to click that subscribe button. I got big goals for 2024. I don't know how, guys. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But 2024 is the year that I hit 250K YouTube subscribers. I don't know how. I'm going to have to do some witchcraft. I'm going to have to sell my soul. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I will figure it out and it will happen. All right, guys. So let's get to it. Um, we're going to kick things off with a couple of super chats. And uh, first and foremost, though, I need to give some very special shout outs. And of course, y'all know where I'm going. Sheldon Jackson gifted 10 DWO memberships, but that's not it. Wait, there's more. Cameron Mumford gifted five memberships to the DWO here on YouTube. So congratulations to everybody who got a free membership. And thank you so much to Sheldon and Cameron for doing that. I really appreciate that a whole lot. And let's get to it. We kicked things off with a super freaking generous super chat from Tim Weininger Jr. out here making it a very, very Merry Christmas, saying, just wanted to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Denise, and everyone in the chat. Tim, you freaking rock. Thank you so much, and I hope you have an awesome uh, holiday season and enjoy it with your friends and your family, and I really hope you have a phenomenal one. And I send you over some great karma for this very generous super chat. We got Poppy18 here who says, happy holidays and enjoy the tamale din- the tamales, Denise. Dude, I got to wake up early tomorrow and drive to my grandma's house to get the tamales started. Oh, man, guys, I'm going to be uh, waking up early to uh start the day it's a long process to anybody who's ever made tamales or have or you if you've ever seen someone make tamales like your mom or your grandma or your tias whoever it is in your family that ever makes them it's a lot of work so i gotta do that tomorrow delayed grad says give out raisin tamales and you'll hit 250k for sure I cannot believe how over that conversation that Reg and I had about raisin tamales. It really, really hit a lot of people and and it hit people in multiple ways. But I will say this. I saw more people be anti the raisin tamales than they were pro for the raisin tamales. I'm going to have to do a video or something with these raisin tamales so that y'all can see them if you haven't already. Uh, thank you so much to Delayed Grads for the super chat. We got Doppelganger399 with a very generous super chat saying happy holidays. Thank you guys so freaking much. You're awesome. Doppelganger399 sending you some kudos, some love, some good karma. Taylor Cannon uh, also sends in a generous super chat saying, thank you for sharing your love of this crazy world of wrestling with us, Denise. Happy holidays. Wishing you all the best in 2024. I got to tell you guys, man, uh, getting the start, the show started with all of these super chats is making me very happy, especially because prior to collision, I was literally knocked out on my couch. And my husband was like, Denise, because I had told him like, oh, wake me up at 430, right? And he's like, Denise, it's 430. And keep in mind, I wake up super early to do Busted Open. So I'm up at like 4.30 a.m. And usually I take a nap after Busted Open, but I did not have time to take a nap today. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a 30-minute nap. I'm going to nap before collision. So it's 4.30 and he's like, Denise, wake up. And I'm like, nah, wake me up at 4.50. It's 4.50. Denise, wake up. Nope, wake me up at 4.55. Denise, it's 4.55. 
nope, wake me up at 4.58. So it wasn't until 4.58 where I was like, all right, I got to get up and go watch Collision. But anyways, thank you so much to Taylor Cannon. Don, a.k.a. Smiley Girl, coming through. Thank you so much for the super chat saying, hey there, Denise, wanted to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you for all the amazing content this year. Looking forward to seeing what you have in store for us next year. I truly cannot wait for 2024. Uh, I'm excited. I have a lot of plans and I hope that they come true. Or who the hell knows what's going to happen. We just got to go and have a good time, right? Uh, Don, thank you so much for this very, very kind super chat. I appreciate this like you would not believe. All right, guys. So let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to AEW Collision and what went down. I'm going to get things started with the meat of the show, which is the AEW Continental Classic, because we officially now know where we stand with the Gold League and with the Blue League. So... There was three matches that we saw here today, and I'm going to rank them in order of the way that I thought from um, from least best to best. All right. That's how I'm going to do it this time, because I don't know why. All right. So this may be controversial, but I'm going to start off with. Eddie Kingston and Andrade El Idolo. So that was the main event of the night. And surprisingly, it wasn't my favorite of today's set of Continental Classic matches. Like, I thought it was good, but I was just a bigger fan of the other two matches that we saw, man. Um, this one was cool, mainly because, like, of course, Eddie Kingston always goes in there and he hits his chops, and they're always uh, pretty damn cool to see. Uh, Andrade is basically just telling them to come on and to hit him harder. There was a really cool moment where Andrade does like this moonsault lands on his feet and then does a standing moonsault onto Eddie Kingston and Eddie Kingston kicks out. That was a good spot, but Eddie Kingston gets the mat, gets the victory. And so Eddie Kingston is going to be moving on in the blue league finals. So that's where we're at with that. Eddie Kingston is moving on. So I thought this main event was okay. I didn't think it was like extraordinary or anything, but to be honest, but I thought it was a good main event regardless. Um, the second best match that I enjoyed from today's Continental Classic was Brody King and Daniel Garcia. So let me tell you, man, um, Daniel Garcia is seriously getting over with the people. Uh, it's a little bit of everything, right? It's the dance. It's, of course, his wrestling. I think people just, just like Daniel Garcia, period. And so people... My God, we need to talk about the finish of this match because clearly what we were seeing in this match was a huge size difference. Brody King is a much bigger dude than Daniel Garcia. All right. Daniel Garcia is a lot on the smaller side. And so we were seeing Brody King have all of these moments where it seemed like he was like he had killed Daniel Garcia, like it was over for Daniel Garcia. But instead, Daniel Garcia would kick out of uh we had a couple of near falls and that really got the crowd um thinking holy shit there might be an honest to god op chance that daniel garcia may actually defeat brody king and there was even this moment where like daniel garcia lifted brody king and did like this uh he was he was able to take him down and that really got people popping but the best part of this was the near falls towards the end because Brody hits him with a King Kong lariat. I think that's what he calls it. Yeah, King Kong lariat. But Daniel Garcia kicks out of that. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, right? Whatever. And then he hits the Gonzo bomb. And I'm thinking, that's it. It's over. But Daniel Garcia kicked out of the Gonzo bomb. And I think that was like the biggest holy smokes moment. And you can tell that the crowd was getting like really riled up at this point. And so finally, when Daniel Garcia gets his victory, the pop from the audience was pretty damn huge. So uh, they got something with Daniel Garcia in terms of like, the AW Continental Classic has done a lot of positive stuff for a lot of guys. And I think for Daniel Garcia, it has kind of leveled him up a little bit because he's been in there with these main event guys and he's came through. So uh, congrats to Daniel Garcia, even though he only got three points in this tournament. Dude got over with that. So uh, in some losses, there was a win. Uh, so that's where we're at with that. And so because of the sequence of, the size difference between both of these guys and the way that the match ended and the pop for people when Daniel Garcia won, this match was my second favorite of the Continental Classic here tonight. But my first favorite 
for tonight. And nothing beats this match because this match was the shits. It was Claudio Castagnoli versus Brian Danielson. Now, that should come as no surprise to everybody because Brian Danielson has great matches with just about anybody and anything. But that does not, I don't want that to take away from Claudio Castagnoli because he really came through. Uh, Claudio has so many different moments in different matches where he really just shows what he can bring to the table. And in some matches, you see it more so than maybe other matches. And this was one where I was watching this match and going, holy shit. And I will tell you why. So there was moments in this um, that really, really worked for me. There was a moment where Claudio got Brian Danielson with like this killer uppercut. We know that's Claudio's thing, man. He hits those and he had some like just freaking amazing, right? Whatever. But he hit it so hard, it almost took Brian Danielson by surprise. They even had this moment where like the match kind of stopped for a little bit and Brian Danielson has like this sort of surprised face and Claudio has this cocky look on his face and you don't see that that often in Brian Danielson matches where he's taken aback by how hard somebody executed a certain move and we saw that here with with Claudio Castagnoli and that uppercut. But there was also a moment where we were seeing both of these guys just like literally doing some really great mat submission work during this match. I love just kind of seeing them hold on to each other and kind of go from there. That was really cool to see at the point where we end up seeing both of them like in a bridge. It looked really freaking awesome. But my favorite part of this match, it was something so simple but it really went a long way for me. And there was this moment. Now, keep in mind that Brian Danielson had that orbital bone injury. And so he goes out there with that big ass eye patch that he has. Like, dude is out there wrestling with one eye. All right. Think about this. One eye. Literally. If you, Come on. I know that Brian Danielson can probably sleep, uh, wrestle in his sleep. But seriously, think about this, guys. Put your hand over your eye. And can you imagine doing your job just like this? I know it's, you know, I don't know. I know that it's maybe easier to just talk to people with one eye covered. Now imagine putting on a wrestling match. Think about that. While your eye is completely covered on one side. Uh, oh, man. I shouldn't have done that for so long. Now there's lights in my eyes. It's all weird, uh, whatever. But anyways, so if you think about that, it kind of just moves forward a little bit about how extraordinary Brian is. But anyways, the spot that I loved in this is that Brian's out there wrestling with his one eye and Claudio does this super jerk spot to him where he um he literally like, I don't know, like he like poked him in the eye or he like flicked him in the eye. He did something to his good eye and then hit him with an uppercut right away. It was just like, I don't know, like he was just smacking him in ways that was so fast, like that Brian couldn't keep up with that. And so I loved that freaking part. If you guys remember what part I'm talking about, that was literally the part that really sold me in this match because I thought, damn, Claudio was such a jerk when he did that. When he did that to Brian, it was so freaking good. But even just like when Brian attempted to lock in the LaBelle lock on Claudio Castagnoli and Claudio was so desperate to get out of it, the desperation in him getting out of the LaBelle lock was really what kind of sold that to me even more. Uh, Brian goes out there, gets him with the, with the high knee. Claudio gets him with the big swing. And then we see the both cycle knee from Brian. Claudio kicks out of that. They both have this moment where they're just kicking kicking each other. I mean, this is really good shit. And eventually there's like 10 seconds remaining in this match. Claudio hits another uppercut. He tries to go for the pin, but there's not enough time. And it ends in a time limit draw. And so Brian Danielson advances in the finals. So what we have now over on the Blue League side of things is next week on Dynamite, we're going to be seeing Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. So that is definitely going to be something special to watch out for. And, but wait, there's more. 
If you guys watched or if you kept up with AEW Dynamite News, you know that over on the Gold League side of things, we're going to be seeing that triple threat match with uh, John Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve Strickland. So you already got two really great banger matches that are going to be happening on Dynamite. So that's your Blue League. That's your Gold League. And... Uh, Whoever wins from each of those sides will then go on to face each other at World's End. I'm still predicting that it's going to be Brian Danielson versus John Moxley at World's End. That's the match that I'm hoping I see. Uh, I'm good with any of these possible scenarios, but I do think that it should be John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. But if you guys have any other direction you see this going in possibly, please let me know. Uh, in the comments, in the chats. Uh, we got a couple of super chats I'm going to go ahead and pull up right now. So um, this one here is from Grapple Geekery. Thank you so much to Grapple Geekery who says, first time my brother ate tamales, he ate the husk. I had to tell him they weren't supposed to be eaten. Um, <laughs> you're t wait, is the little leaves husk? You're talking about the leaves, right? Is that like the English word for them? Because I don't even think I know the English word for them. Uh, if that's the actual English word for them, then sure. But what do I call them? Um, I forget. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I forget what I call them in Spanish. I'm blanking right now. But I've never referred to them as husk. So it kind of throws me off a little bit. <laughs> Wyatt Cox says, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and watch out for the shoe. I definitely will. Uh, I, so I hope no one is out here throwing shoes at holiday parties. Although, who knows, man, if you got some drunk family members, then we might actually see some shoes being thrown. Wyatt Cox, thank you so much for the super chat. We got a very generous super chat here from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon, who says, AEW Continental Classic has been a success for AEW and proves that it can be done on US TV. The closest thing I remember is when TNA did Bound for Glory series. Also, thoughts on Shibata being all elite and President Tanahashi for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So three things I want to say about this. First of all, the Continental Classic. In regards to that, we have seen so many different good matches here that I bet you that each and every single person here that has kept up with the Continental Classic will all have a different favorite match or a different set of favorite matches that you've been seeing throughout the Continental Classic. Um, I think that they did a really good job at sort of just like not just presenting the tournament but like you mentioned having these different types of styles of matches is one way but also getting some of these guys over and when you're seeing all of these competitors consistently each and every single week on tv it just elevates them even more of course guys like brian danielson they're already at the top john moxley already at the top but you got guys like andrade who being part of this tournament really kind of just took them to another level. Same thing with Roosh, same thing with Swerve Strickland, same thing with uh, Jay White, uh, even Mark Briscoe and Daniel Garcia, who didn't necessarily win and were eliminated rather early. It still got them over just by seeing them consistently go out there and have all of these different types of matchups. So that is one of the big things that I think was successful with the Continental Classic. And I think that moving forward, I hope that they keep this kind of, um, how do I explain this? Like next year, if and when we get the Continental Classic next year, we need to keep the same level of quality of guys. Like we need to see your top performers in this. We also need to see guys that are on the verge of becoming top performers. And I hope that they really keep that um, going for the years to come because with this year they kind of started off really good so now they got to keep that going um in terms of the shibata thing it's so funny but uh it almost always throws me off that he hadn't been signed just yet with AEW because he's done so much with AEW and so it's always the thing of like oh yeah shibata now he's gonna be all elite and I remember this came up in some other conversation and it was like, oh yeah, he's not all elite yet. But I have sat through these AW press conferences like a zillion times and the amounts of times that I have heard Tony Khan put over Shibata, like this dude really loves and respects Shibata. So I am not at all surprised or anything that he is going to be all elite. And also it looks like, you know, New Japan really wasn't wanting to take the risk given his, uh, 
you know, everything that happened with Shibata in the past, it seemed like they didn't really want to be like, you know, liable if anything were to happen to him. So it seems like he really wasn't getting that many matchups there. So now it seems like now with AEW, there's a good shot that he will be wrestling a lot more. So that's the other thing. And then um, Tanahashi for president. So I think this is huge and positive news because when you think about like situations where you have like the office, right? And then you have the wrestlers. Sometimes office and wrestlers are probably not going to be seen eye to eye, right? And when you have somebody like Hiroshi Tanahashi, who has the respect of literally everybody, when you have him there uh, as president, I think that this will really help um, stabilize a lot of what has been um not so stable in New Japan pro wrestling. And right now we're seeing like so many changes. And for example, like I hate to say it, but like, you know, we have Russell Kingdom 18 coming up in, got it, a couple days, whatever, right? I feel like even though you're getting a Brian Danielson versus Okada match, you're going to be seeing Will Ospreay in this card. You're going to be seeing uh, so many different matchups uh, in this card. I still feel like there isn't that much hype around Wrestle Kingdom where like not a lot of people are talking about it as much as some previous uh, previous Wrestle Kingdoms. And to me, that kind of tells you a little bit of how New Japan has sort of been doing throughout the year. And so I feel like having Tanahashi in this role is only going to help better things. Like for example, let's just say you guys remember all of the situation that was going down with New Japan and Kodai Bushi and where they weren't, you know, things weren't working out between them and people's things, things went, things went to the shitter, right? It didn't work out. Like we went from Kodai Bushi saying that he was going to work there for the rest of his life to all of a sudden, he's not seen eye to eye with management. Things are not working out and he leaves, right? Had this happened right now with Tanahashi as president, I don't think that would have necessarily happened because there probably would have been someone there to sort of be like this mediator. And so that is kind of like the role that I seen Tanahashi in moving forward where he's going to be like, you know, helpful in those types of situations. And that's what I mean by helping stabilize New Japan Pro Wrestling. So anyways, those are my thoughts in regards to that. Sheldon, thank you so much for the super chat. And I appreciate your kindness and your generosity. Yo, what is up? Will Washington is in the chat, bro. Uh, Will says December 29th, y'all. The vision is clear. Um, Will, am I okay to make this announcement? Or should I just make this announcement yet? I don't know. Text me if you want me to make this announcement and uh, what you're referencing to, to December 29th. And if you're good, then I will definitely make the announcement. Um, but I will wait for your approval. If not, then I will hold the announcement. Um, but guys, give a shout out to Will who's in the house and I'll let him finish off. <laughs> I, will I will not spoil Will's story. Will has a story he wants to share to the people and I have promised that I'm not going to spoil it for him. So I will let him do that. But anyways, Will Washington, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, all right, we got the kid who just sent in a super generous Super freaking generous super chat. Dude, thank you so freaking much. He says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Home Alone isn't overrated. Okay, so you probably know this, that I kind of hate Home Alone. I know, don't boo me. I'm the Grinch. But I don't hate it that much anymore. I used to kind of hate it a little bit, but now I hate it less. Uh, I don't know what it is, guys. I'm not too crazy on Christmas movies. I'm not too crazy on Christmas music. I don't know what it is. I like the Christmas trees. I like the presents and I like the food. And that is my extent of love for Christmas. Um, but uh, thank you so much to the kid for uh, seriously sending in this super generous super chat. I really, really thank you a whole lot. Um, all right. And we got a couple more super chats coming in. This one's from Grapple Geekery who says, Corn hugs equals... Um, Chalas. Oh, okay. We're having smoked brisket and pork shoulder here for Christmas with mac and cheese casserole and maybe some pan roasted veggies. Dude, you guys are eating freaking good, man. Sounds amazing. Grapple Geekery, thank you so much for the super chat. And I hope you uh, have a delicious time for the holidays. 
Delayed grad says Swerve and Nana have turned the Mogul Embassy face. The crowds won't boo any of them now. Brian Cage was way over and Keith Lee had to play heel. So let's get into that match since Delayed Gratz brought it up. So we got Brian Cage versus Keith Lee here. And I wish Reg was on this right now because <laughs> I just love to make fun. I love to make fun of him for uh, the fact that he said that we were never going to see this match between Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland ever again, and it wasn't going to happen. And we were talking about how last week on Collision, Keith Lee essentially said, like, dude, he's a patient man. He's putting out all of these hints that he wants Swerve Strickland, that he's not done with Swerve Strickland. And today in this match with Brian Cage and Keith Lee, once again, we had um, we had this. So after the match, we had Keith Lee cut this promo. And in this promo, he mentions the cylinder block. Because during this match, we saw Brian, Brian Cage bring out a cinder, c- cylinder block. And so during this, commentary made a really, did a really good job at reminding the people that we are in the same town that Swerve got Keith Lee with that cylinder block. And so Brian Cage bringing this back and sort of, you know, reminding Keith Lee about this ended up working against Brian Cage. Keith Lee holds up the cylinder block and he basically throws it out there that he wants Swerve Strickland and Swerve's not answering any of his messages. He's not, he's pretty much ghosting him at this point. I don't know. And so he's coming to AEW Dynamite. So expect Keith Lee most likely this Wednesday. I assume this is a Dynamite he was talking about. So assume Keith Lee on that show. But keep in mind that Swerve Strickland has a big matchup on Dynamite. So I don't know how that's all going to play out. But uh, I would definitely have eyes in the back of my head if I were Swerve, especially after this uh, mention from Keith Lee. So in regards to this match, though, This was, you know, your big dudes, meaty match type of thing. And when you see guys like Brian Cage and Keith Lee, you got Keith Lee, who's this big freaking dude. You got Brian Cage, who's a big muscular dude that can do all of these agile things. Uh, And no matter what, you kind of always forget. Like, dude goes out there, hits a freaking 619 tornado DDT. He does all of these crazy things. And you're going like, he should not be doing this when he's this size, but I just got to tell you, man, Brian Cage went out there and dude was working. To me, Brian Cage was the star of this match. He went out there and freaking hustled to make this match very, very freaking entertaining. And in turn, helped Keith Lee, of course, because he too was in this match. But Keith Lee body slams Brian Cage, gets the W, gets the win, calls out Swerve Strickland. And it looks like we are actually going to get that match, even though they pretty much started this feud like God forever ago, had this huge pause, and it seemed like we were never going to get this match. And it seems like now they're closing it up. Uh, So I'm expecting them to do this match at some point. And um, basically tie a nice ribbon around it and call it a freaking day because we need to move on from this storyline but we also need to get the the closing we need to finish the story here between Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland so I think that's what we're going to get um alrighty thank you so much to Delayed Gratz for also sending in this super chat I really truly appreciate you that appreciate that a whole lot uh Delayed Gratz thank you very freaking much um alright so let's see where we are um God damn it. Did I do it again? Hold on. YT. Oh my God. Cinder block, cylinder block. Is it not the same freaking shit? God damn. I did this last time. I did this last time. You know what? To me, it's a cylinder block. I don't care. Cinder block, cylinder block. I don't care. I can't even say the word. I'm done. I give up guys. I give up this freaking show. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, Snap Grapple Pop says we're changing the name to Cylinder Block. I know I always freaking do this. It's like kryptonite. I don't even know if that's the right word to use kryptonite. I'm done, guys. I'm moving on. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. All right, so we got to get on to more AEW stuff. Uh, let's go ahead and get into Tony Storm's interview. So she had a backstage interview with Renee Paquette. And really, it's kind of uh, the only thing that really was of note during this was that Mariah May said she's got her American wrestling visa, whatever. She's cleared. She's out there introducing herself to, to Tony Storm again because each and every single week, Tony Storm forgets who Mariah May is. And Mariah May is this big fangirl for her. And Tony could never, ever remember her. And so that's the stuff that I, uh, I love that every week. I love Tony. I, I don't ever want Tony to remember who Mariah May is. I, even if she were to wrestle her, I never actually want to see her remember her. Uh, Jared Jackson sends in a, a comment here saying, thanks for always being nice to us. God bless. Thank you so much for being a member of the DWO for four freaking months now. So thank you so much. All right. So let's see what we got here. We need to get into Christian Cage and Nick Wayne. So Sheldon Jackson says, folks, wording is hard for Denise. Oh my God. I swear to, I don't know why I always call it a cylinder block. It freaking kills me. Y'all know this happens to some people. I'm pretty sure you guys have a word you guys always mess up. Admit it. Do not lie to me. Tell me in the chats if there's a word that you always mess up. Mine just happens to be cylinder block. <laughs> Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, all right, we need to get into Christian Cage and Nick Wayne. So Christian Cage is here at Collision. We already knew this because he had written this letter that Tony Schiavone read on Dynamite. And my favorite part about when he read this letter on Dynamite was that he said that they were on a family vacation. <laughs> what a good father, man. Christian Cage takes Nick on vacation and then he also, uh, you know, brings out his mom, gets them back together again. Because if you remember, Shayna and Nick Wayne were not really seeing eye to eye anymore. In fact, Nick Wayne literally saw his mother get thrown to the floor at one point and did not do anything about it. Technically, Adam Copeland kind of solved these problems because Adam smashed a chair onto freaking Nick Wayne. And of course, Nick Wayne's mom did not like that. And that led to Nick Wayne's mom turning on Adam Copeland. And so she comes out there today and she cuts this promo. And she is getting booed a lot, guys. Now, I don't know how you guys make of this because I had a couple of people asking me on Twitter if this was like legit heal heat or if this was go away heat I don't know I feel like it was a little bit of both maybe uh let me know what your take was on that there's times where it's super easy to tell when it's like go away heat and when it's like actual heat um I kind of sensed a little bit of both here so let me know what you guys sensed in, in these boos maybe just a little bit more of um you know, actual heel heat, I think. But anyways, she's getting shut the F up chance. I mean, she's really got this crowd riled up, but she did a phenomenal job. She had like a deadpan face, was super serious. And she tells the people like, how can you boo me? You can't boo a mother. I did what I had to do because I love my son and I did what any mother would do. And I'm like, yeah, of course, any mother would be pissed at any person that did that to their son. But technically, your son was kind of being a jerk, right? So it depends on the way that you see things and how it all plays out. So um, Christian, by the way, also implies that he slept with her. It was implied, was not said outright but it was implied. And he said that he walked out of Montreal with Mother Wayne. You make of that what you will. The whole gist of this is we're going to be seeing Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage for the TNT Championship. No DQ match at AEW World's End. Uh, I do hope that this match is a little bit better than the last match that they had in Dynamite because I wasn't too crazy about that main event matchup. I thought it was all right. But um, I hope that the no DQ, uh, the no DQ stipulation uh, really adds something a little extra to this matchup because I think that this could be a good one, but they need to spice it up just a little bit for me because I don't really want to see the exact same thing that we saw already play out 
on Dynamite. So I hope that they really kind of tell a uh, a meaner story. I want to see a little bit more violence. Like, dude, like this has gotten really personal. Christian has mentioned his mother. In fact, he said that he is going to uh, beat Adam Copeland and he's going to do it in honor of all of the single mothers out there. <laughs> so I really want this match to be like, violence. I think that's what I want to see out of this, but hey, I kind of want violence all the time. Um all right, so we got Johnny in here who says the finals will be a dream match, uh Jay versus Brian. Ah, so you're expecting uh Jay White versus Brian Danielson. Let me tell you, dude, if it's not John Moxley Brian Danielson, I'd sure as hell would love it to be Jay White versus Brian Danielson. Uh I would really freaking love that. So, uh thank you so much to Johnny for sending that in. And thank you. People are always sending people are sending in the words that they also can't say. You see? Thank you. I'm not the only one. <laughs> MD89 says a dream match between Denise and the word cinder block. <laughs> oh man. Uh Johnny T says Christian Cage is such a great father figure. Hey man, takes the kid on vacation, reunites him with his mom, shows up for Christmas. I mean, that's a pretty nice father, if you ask me. <laughs> Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying Christian is the new Papa Dudley. Kids all over the country, women in every town. All right, that's a good one. Grapple Geekery, thank you so much for sending this in. Made me laugh. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so let me um make sure that I am caught up with everything. Yes. All right, so we got a super chat here actually from Mike Parker. Hey, Mike, hope you're doing all right. He says, Legit heat due to the association with Christian. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all. Not able to be around this time of year due to being exhausted from work one week till normalcy. So that was the question that I had asked people if it was a little bit of, uh, you know, actual heat or a little bit of go away heat. Again, I sensed a little bit of both. Um, but I think Mike Parker is right here because Christian Cage is doing such great freaking work as a heel that people love to boo him, right? People love to boo him. And just the fact that, this is like a very scandalous story when you think about it. You got this man who basically took over being this kid's father after his father had died, kind of broke up the family, and then manipulated not just the son, but the mother too, in order for her to align themselves and is insinuating that they're sleeping together. So when you think of this storyline, when you don't think of it as Christian Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne's mom, and you actually just think about it like in basic terms, this is a pretty scandalous storyline. And people are going to want to boo that because it's good shit to boo. Um, but Shayna did a really great job, though, uh, at cutting this promo. I think that she did a lot better cutting this promo than doing the, the execution of the turn on Adam Copeland on Dynamite that one week. So uh, anyways, I'm excited to see what they do here. I'm intrigued. And I almost... I hate I hate that I want this, but I almost want them to level it up between Shayna and Chris, Christian and Christian. I I want them to like make me feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean, right? Like make me feel uncomfortable. Not too much, just a little bit. Mike Parker, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that. Um, we got young Jinx who says this is Christian's best work of his career. Love the manip the manipulation here. Love it. Johnny T says he's also creep of the year. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Um, how many of you guys? Oh my god, I just realized something. Jesus. Okay, who here watches or watched rather? Everybody hates Chris. Who here watched Everybody Hates Chris? Do you guys remember the the man? Oh my gosh, I forgot his freaking name. The man that would that worked in the funeral service and his whole gimmick on the show was that he dated all of the moms of the dead husbands. Like that was literally his gimmick on the show. He dated all of the moms that had dead husbands, all of the widows. He was a funeral director or something, or he sold caskets. I forgot what he did. He did something. Um, Mr. Omar, thank you so much, Alvin White Jr. Um, Mr. Omar. And we got a lot of people here who love that show and watch it. Um, Mr. Omar, that is Christian Cage. He's Mr. Omar. A little bit because he's out there dating widows, making fun of, I mean, they could be friends is what I'm saying. They could live in the same universe. Mr. Omar, 
and Christian Cage. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, please, I want to give a shout out to Ashley Acid 16, who just became a brand new member of the DWO. Ashley Acid, welcome to the DWO. And thank you so much for sending this in. Uh, God, you guys got to rewatch that show. Everybody hates Chris because I'm literally watching it right now. And that's why this was on the forefront of my mind. So yes, Mr. Omar and Christian Cage can be friends. And speaking of friends, Starks, Big Bill, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega is out, as we all know. And a lot of us were wondering what the hell is going to happen? What is going to happen with the storyline? So we had a quick backstage segment where it was basically announced that Jericho is still going to do this match because he still did earn a title shot uh, for the tag team title. So he's still going to do this match. However, we do not know who his partner is going to be. I do not know who Jericho's partner is going to be. Um, but we're going to get this match between Starks and Big Bill and Jericho and whoever his partner is going to be. So expect that. And we're going to get it. We'll see how it turns out. I'm excited to see who his partner is going to be. And given that Jericho is going to come in with a surprise partner, I do expect a title change. I mean, honestly, I was already expecting a title change when it came to um, the match that they were supposed to have with Kenny involved. I was already expecting a title change, but now I'm expecting it more so, especially in these types of situations where you got somebody coming in. That's when I expect a title change. Um, let's see what we got people saying here. Um, oh, we got a lot of different predictions here. We got Ibushi, Ibushi, Sammy. Uh, we got Dolph Ziggler is another one. Another Kota Ibushi. We got a couple of people sending in some um, some good ones here. MD says, everybody hates it. Chris is a classic. Greg always cracks me up with you're totally in there. My favorite character are the parents. I love the parents. The dad, he's... Um, He's super, Julius, he's super freaking tight with his money, and I love it. I love the mom because she calls herself a ghetto snob, and I consider myself a ghetto snob too. So <laughs> I love the mom. <laughs> honestly, she's my favorite. Her her, her, and the dad, honestly. Um, all right. Uh, oh, we got a comment here from Vod Kegel 28 who says, you and Alicia Tout should do an interview. I have one with her already. Uh, if you haven't watched it, it's here on the channel. Just search it up and you will you will see it. It was back when she was uh, with MLW. So you can definitely uh, check that out. It's up there. Um, all right. So we got to get into Thunder Rosa's return, her first match back here at AEW. So we haven't seen Thunder Rosa wrestle on AEW since like August of 2022. That was back when she was still the AEW Women's Champion. And she was out due to injury for uh, over a year. So I'm very, last week I made sure to watch Collision last week and I saw her return. And it was nice to see Thunder Rosa come back because I feel like, she reminds me of a period of AEW where when I think about Thunder Rosa, the first thing I think about is the work that she did with Britt Baker. And I know the uh, animosity that is there. And, you know, everybody talks about it on Twitter and all of that. We've seen it even play out on their all access show. We all know, right? But regardless of that, they had phenomenal work together. And it was the best work that Britt did in AEW, in my opinion, and the best work that Thunder Rosa did in AEW, period. So when I see Thunder Rosa come out in AEW, like it reminds me immediately of that time. And so it leaves me wanting to see those types of matches again, because I thought they really worked well together. I'm not expecting to see them work again. I don't really know. But regardless, I'm looking forward to seeing those kinds of matches, though, where um, like their lights out that the match that they had was great. Uh, their steel cage match that they had was great. Uh, oh God, they had so many. And so it leaves me wanting to see more of that. And so that was like the first thing that I thought of when Thunder Rosa made her return. And then here today, this was pretty cool just to kind of see her back again in action again, you know getting her feet under her again and being able to get back into the groove of things because we constantly talk about this in pro wrestling when you see people come back and people always talk about ring rust and how it's a real legit thing. And uh, 
I've heard a million people say it. So I'm going to trust and take their word for it. That is definitely true. And so seeing Thunder Rosa go back out there in his tag team match was definitely cool just to see her back. Um, I put out this tweet on Twitter that she went out there. Her entrance was phenomenal, by the way. Of course, she goes out there with her face paint. She's got sort of new gear as well. Uh, really nice gold uh, gear. The Tron is like roses. Looks very nice. And she comes out in the car from Selena, the movie, the low rider. And so that was that was really freaking cool to see as well. So Thunder Rosa kind of always thinks of these cool ways to not only uh, present herself in a like her entrances are always really cool. She's had so many of them, but she always finds ways to pay homage to her Mexican culture. And so that's always something that I enjoy seeing. I enjoy seeing what ideas she is going to come up with. And I was definitely not expecting to see Thunder Rosa come out in a low rider, uh, especially from the movie Selena uh, here tonight. So that was definitely something very, very cool to see. So she looks good. This was a perfectly fine match. I got to tell you guys, by the way, uh, uh, Julia Hart and Sky Blue, they legitimately they look freaking cool together. Dude, I'm I like them together as an item. Like they look freaking cool. Uh I definitely want to see a lot more of Julia Hart and Sky Blue uh together teaming up because that was definitely fun. Uh we're also going to be seeing Julia and Abaddon at World's End. I thought that was an interesting matchup. Good for Abaddon because she went such a period of time where we weren't seeing her. I think she was out due to injury. But regardless, we weren't seeing her. So now it kind of feels like because we went so long without seeing her, she's kind of feeling new again to us. And she's actually coming out and coming out, you know, consistently now. Uh, I love the match that she did, obviously, with Hikaru Shida back during Halloween time. And then, of course, now getting to see her uh, in this match with Thunder Rosa. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with Julia and how it's literally going to be creepy girl versus creepy girl uh, in this match at World's End. So uh, she looked so um, they looked good as a team. Thunder Rosa looked good coming back and so did Abaddon. So this was definitely a win. Uh, the other thing that I did want to mention was earlier I had said how Thunder Rosa reminds me of this uh, different period in time in AEW with her and Britt Baker. And so the one thing that I was thinking about with this iteration of what we're seeing with Thunder Rosa and her return is that she is going out there and mixing it up with these different girls because Julia Hart all of a sudden is, you know, Totally different than the last time Thunder Rosa was here. Uh, same thing with Sky Blue. I, I think when, when Thunder Rosa was still around, Sky Blue was really just like, you would see her go in and have a couple of matches, but she didn't really have like anything real or concrete on the show. So now like these girls have been, uh, they're up and coming. And so seeing Thunder Rosa wear work with this new crop of girls, with these new characters, it definitely, uh, it just feels fresh and it feels different. And I think that's one of the things that is kind of working for me over on the women's division for the AEW collision aspect of it all. So that was definitely something that uh, stood out to me. Um, we're also saw a top flight in action and Dreddy versus the acclaimed. Um, this one, there really wasn't as much as I thought we were going to get from this match. Uh, it was a little bit shorter than I expected, but top flight in action and Dreddy get their win. Uh, there's really nothing much else that I want to add about that, though. Uh, there was only so much to say about it. Um, we got Stephen Marchulli here who sends in a super chat saying, prediction for 2024 starts going to WWE. And then, um, sorry, one second. Okay, Starks going to WWE will be like Jericho coming over from WCW. Merry Christmas, everyone. I think that Starks will eventually go to WWE. I think that he just... He just screams like WWE superstar to me. And, and I mean that in a positive freaking way, man. Like, dude is a star. You guys know I've been a fan of Ricky Starks now for a while. And so uh, I do think that we will see him there down the line. I don't know if he's going to be there in 2024. I don't know. But I do think he will be there down the line. I feel like how can he not? Uh, honestly, how can he not? Uh, we also had a super chat the other day that I didn't get to read. And um, I want to apologize because this was from last uh, last night's show, actually. Um, this one was from Yes Boy, who basically asked what my favorite tamale stuffing was. Thank you so much to Yes Boy, and I'm so sorry that I did miss this on Friday. But my favorite is the chicken tamales with the red salsa. Uh, also, guys, I love spicy food. I can eat hot salsa like it's nobody's business. 
And um, I'm pretty proud of that. Pretty proud of that. My stomach can handle some very spicy food. Um, but thank you so much to Yes Boy for also sending that in. Um, all right, guys, I want to run down before I close things out. I want to run down the um, the card that we have so far for AEW World's End because we had a couple of matches that were sort of added today or at least announced, um, and I just want to go over them. So, of course, we already know the AEW Continental Classic. That's going to depend on who wins for the Blue League and the Gold League. Um, and then we also had Hook versus Wheeler Yuta, and that was essentially put together today based on Hook asking, uh, putting out this challenge for Wheeler Yuta. So that's a pretty good one. Young guys out there trying to make a name for themselves for the FTW Championship, FTW Rules match. So that's going to be something that just got added. Uh, I mentioned that they added Julia Hart and Abaddon for the AEW TBS Championship. Creepy girl versus keepy girl. Oh, shit. I just realized something, guys. Holy damn. We're getting two women's matches on this pay-per-view. Huh. Um, sorry, just literally noticed it right now. Tony Storm versus Riho is the other match that we're going to be seeing for the AEW Women's World Championship. And then I mentioned the tag team match, the AEW World Tag Team match, Big Bill, Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho and a TBA. The AEW TNT Championship match, Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. And then, of course, the match that we've known for a long time now is the AEW World Championship match between MJF and Samoa Joe. So, honestly... It's looking pretty damn okay, guys. It's looking pretty okay. Uh, a little bit of everything in this AEW World's End show. And that's literally seven days away. And, of course, I'll be here with Reg to do a post show for that. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson, who sends in a super chat saying uh, about the Acclaim retaining. Uh, thank you so much for sending that in, uh, Sheldon Jackson. Alrighty, everybody. That is literally... <laughs> that is literally... Um, AEW collision for today. I want to thank you guys so freaking much for tuning in for your generosity and just being so freaking awesome. So thank you so much to everybody. Next shows that are coming up. I will be back to do a live stream on Tuesday for NXT. And then I will be back here on Wednesday to do a live stream with Reg for AEW Dynamite. And then I will also be here on the day of world's end. I think that's Saturday world's end to do a post show with Reg as well. And then throughout that, I'm probably going to be putting out two to three interviews this coming week, maybe even four. We'll see. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And that should be happening here on the channel. But in the meantime, there has been a lot of content that's been added here. I recently put up an interview with Mason D. Madden that had a lot of really good gem gems. I made sure to post more clips here on the channel because I know that sometimes people don't have time to sit down and watch a 40-minute interview. So I clipped out the best parts. And if you're interested in just watching a shorter clip, I'm going to be making sure to do that here on the channel more often for those interviews that really got some juicy stuff. So check that one out. There's some really good stuff, especially the one where he's talking about Vince McMahon. Um, that one's a really interesting one. I really love that story, actually. Uh, so check it out. And then on top of that, I did the predictions video for 2024 with Sean Ross Sapp, where we each predict uh, six things, 12 total. It's a very fun video. And then, of course, chances are if you're here, you're probably an AEW fan. So if you want to check out the top 10 2023 matches for AEW, Reg and I did a podcast for that. That was really freaking fun. So make sure you guys also um, check that out if you guys want. Um, all right, guys, that is it for today. I want to thank you guys as always so freaking much. And please, if you have a chance, if you have the opportunity, please head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Click the follow on the podcast. And please, if you can, leave a review. It helps the podcast rank a lot higher and just helps me out overall. But other than that, Happy, happy holidays to everybody, and I hope you guys have a wonderful celebration. Bye, everyone.